When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Yeah, welcome into uh, running it straight for another Wednesday afternoon. Sam here alongside Tony Kent for the next two hours, talking the great game of rugby league and uh, the NRL finals, which are up to the semi-final stage. People, we have four teams remaining. Um, I will say upsets last weekend, but um, I was certainly shocked with one of the results. Um, Got plenty coming up between now and 4 o'clock. We will go through uh, the two games that happened over the weekend, the Eels beating the Raiders and the Rabbitohs beating the Sharks. Book their spot in the semi-finals, And then the next hour we'll talk through this weekend's game. So we have the Rabbitohs and the Panthers, the grand final rematch, and we have the Eels and the Cowboys up in Townsville. And uh, I know me and Kippy are going to go head-to-head over that one, so I absolutely cannot wait. Really want your ticks and calls today. So double eight double three, uh or 0800 150 Now that we're down to four, prediction time. If you're an Eels fan, I really want to hear from you today. 0800 Is this your year, Eels fans? How long has it been since they last won a title? 40-odd years? 30-odd years? Come on, Sibby. You know? You're <laughs> Just an twisting, Eels the knife, twisting the knife. In. It must be about 36 or something odd. Where's 38 the last years time they went to the grand final? 2009 against Melbourne. How'd they go? Well, let's not forget Melbourne was uh, breaching the salary cap, Tony. Uh... Really? There was a big asterisk next to that title. Let's <laughs> not forget. Terra fans <laughs> note that too well. Um, so, look, I want to hear from you. 800 Or, of course, you can text us on double eight double three. but would really love your calls today. Um, we're going to catch up with uh, Noddy, Brett Kamali, after 2.30. Good Newcastle boy. Yeah, I want to talk to him about um, the Sharks, Kempi, because from my point of view, really disappointing into the season for the Sharks, who finished second on the table. You know, they, they kept consistent throughout the whole 25 rounds, but then they lose the two games that matter most, which is in the final. So just want to just want to ask um, Noddy how, where he thinks they're at, um, if they are a couple of years away from a, you know, from a grand final or, or a win. Um, and, you know, they've got some good pieces there. So um, we're going to chat to him after 2.30. We're hoping after three to get to someone uh, out of Parramatta because um, I'm going to give them basically 10 minutes to, to convince Tony Are they Kent. hiding? Are the Parramatta pundits hiding? Maybe they are. Or maybe they're just, well, for the last few weeks... I could a couple of blokes in if you want. Yeah, go off on. Off the bench. Go on. See, because the last two weeks, all I've heard from Parra fans is how... I mean, remember when they were going into that first game against the Panthers, it was all about how Parra were going to get Even the job Vossi, done. Even Vossi, mate. Even yep. Vossi. So, you yep. know, commentated the last 10. They've won 10. They're going to just walk There you in. go. Yeah, the Vossi... Uh, the Vossi blessing. They like Vossi. Yeah, but, uh, but not to be. So where are they today? You're right, uh, Kimpy. They're, they're sort of just staying in the shadow. Someone's already ticked through here saying Panthers 11 to 20, Eels 1 to 12. So we're going to rip through uh, the two games from the weekend first, Eels v Raiders, Rabbitohs v Sharks, and just wrap those a little bit. But I think we've already got someone on the line, Izzy. Um, so we'll pick him up very shortly. Before we do that, though, let's talk about, uh, Kimpy the Eels and the Raiders. Eels 40 points to the Raiders. Four. It was a demolition 
uh, by all accounts. 22 points to four at half time for the Eels. Um, and good news for Warriors fans with Murata Niakore picking up two tries. Um, and the centers, with, yeah, and the centers with that uh, with Tim Scott, the Kiwis too, which he might feature in this weekend um, with Opacek out for the Eels. So, um, well, let's just first of all get your thoughts, Kempi, on on the Eels' performance over the race because it was impressive, very impressive. Now, Dylan Brown needed to step up, needed to get his running game right. I thought he was probably the best player on the park. Um, good to see a Kiwi out there doing it through the semi-finals, and he's going to have to be at the at the top of his game going up there against Chad Townsend. So um, this week it's just too good, mate. I think they, you know, they couldn't get the job done against Penrith. They're playing at home. Uh, Canberra put a massive effort in the week before to get through that game. To, yeah, to yeah, get they almost to, played their grand final. Yeah. Well, and I think the, I think the same could be said for a couple of teams. You know, Cronulla yeah. the same. I don't think they could bounce back after their ninety-two minutes. But for Para, man, they can attack. Yeah. When, they, when they get going, you know, mm. they can attack, they can put points on you. Um, and Dylan Brown's running game is second to none once he gets when, once he gets going. So Mitchell Moses was for me the big the big add uh, add on for Parramatta when they declared him fit. Yeah, then totally. Parramatta took a whole different. Well, look. You said it last week. You, you said it all rested on Mitchell Moses, and yeah. the, the game basically rested on Mitchell Moses as well. Um, just before we keep going, um, Izzy's called in. I understand he's a big para fan. Izzy, are they going all the yeah. way this year, mate? Yeah, I, I think they will. I think there's more pressure on the Cowboys um, with the week off. Um, you know, just because the boys got a bit of momentum from last week. But, um, yeah, I'm just fingers crossed, mate. I'm just fingers crossed. I think, I'm think i thinking of putting 150 bucks on Paramount. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. How, how long have you been a fan for, is he? Oh, for, 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 for a while. Um, you know, the days when... Um, uh, when Nathan Honemarsh and um, Nathan Kalis, mm-hmm. uh, when Piggy was there, uh, yep. Piggy Riddell, when he, when he was at Para. So it was about 2001. Um, you know, because I predominantly love Union, but as years went on, I loved uh, Rugby League and Parramatta. Just uh, David Wailecki. Um, yep, good centre. Yeah, there was some good, yeah, good, good players from, uh, from Parramatta. Church. Even 2009, when we finished eighth, we just snuck in the eighth. And we went all the way to the grand final. Yeah, what do, you, do you think they'll handle the heat, Izzy, going up to North Queensland? Pretty hot up there yeah, this well, time of year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was hoping that um, Brad Arthur would have um, had already, you know, would have uh, already left with the boys. You know, they should have already went to um, Townsville for the, you know, to adjust to the heat and stuff. But um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I know the boys will get up and. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a long time coming. Just like what Jared Haynes said, it's been a long time. Mm. If they beat uh, the Cowboys uh, on Friday night, is he? Do you back them to to win a grand final if they go up against the Panthers or the Rabbitohs? Oh, well, I'm picking a Rabbitohs para final. Wow. Okay, the two upsets. So, yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, technically we're an upset. Um, I think if Mitchell Moses can control the the, the game and the forwards really pump up the meters, like Polo and um, Gillard, uh, even with Noakora no there in the centres, um, Penasini, you know, and Siva, you know, just if the boys just do their job and just not panic, you know, especially if the Cowboys score, don't panic. Um, just keep stay composed and pile on the points like what we did against Canberra. No, I like it. I like, like the confidence. It. I do like Very the confidence. Com- <laughs> Something I'll talk to you about, Kim, because you talked about the attack and, and um, how easy it was for Para to score points against the Raiders. One thing that really stood out for me, and I actually noticed it in the first half, and, and it ended up at the end of the match, the count 
the offload count for the Eels, uh, 20, 20 to 9. And I noticed it throughout the game, and, and it really brought home to me what the Warriors have been missing this year. Like, we were last in the comp for offloads mm. this year. And I'm not saying you have to play razzle football and throw it around willy-nilly. But what you saw in that para game was, you know, forward like Paulo or uh, RCG taking it into contact, getting the arms free and offloading it. It's an extra 10 metres. It's putting the, the defence on the back foot. It's keeping the momentum going rather than just five tackles, you know, one-up hit-ups, and, and you go 50 metres and you put a kick in. Yeah, it sec- just adds a little something, you know? Yeah, second-phase second phase play, and it takes you, especially if it's a late offload, yeah. the later the offload, the better before the referee calls, calls held, gets you another 10 metres up the park. You know, the, the hookers are so good around dummy half that they just take up, you know, the fullback's always hanging around there just taking up that extra 10 metres. And it's the play after it that really stings the teams. Totally. And and what Parramatta, you know, the teams, the really good teams that can can get on the back of an offload is is players like Dylan Brown. Like Dylan Brown with a little bit of space, he has so much speed off the mark mm. that he stings you if he can get through the gap. So first up contact, I just thought that Cam- Canberra's um, first up contact on the weekend was pretty average. I think they were tired. Yeah, they looked tired. They, yeah, you know, they'd been up for so long. You remember they'd won, not, I think, nine of their last ten games, and it's a long, it's a long run. People are talking about timing your run. He's just timed his run a little bit too early, uh, Ricky. With yeah. the boys, you know, mm-hmm. they got the wins, but they they just couldn't keep the the pressure on. And and for me, they looked like a tired Canberra side. Some of those tackles that they missed, some of those offloads that they allowed, they didn't allow those in the previous eight weeks. No, exactly. And I think too, when you look at um, sides that have nullified some of the Panthers threats you know, you've know, got to target guys like Kikau um, who you know are trying to free the arms up Nelson Osofa Solomona you have to contain them with that initial contact like you said you've got to wrap up the arms you can't let them get free because as soon as they do and guys like Clint Gutherson you know, he, he ran for over 200 metres um, you know, on Friday night and that was basically just off the back of Sniping in around that that's, ruck. That's exactly getting, right. You know, I don't think he's going to get that. Uh, you know, for me, I don't think he's going to get that privilege up there in North Queensland. The weather, mm. the sticky, the stickiness of the of the game, um, especially the battle up in the middle of the park. I don't think he's going to get that loose contact, especially first up from the Cowboys. Fresh players that have had a, an extra week off and are rearing to go in their hometown, mate. So, mm. um, what they got at Com Stadium last weekend with Canberra, I'll guarantee you they ain't getting that up, up in North Queensland. We're going to talk about um, Eels uh, Cowboys in the second half of the uh, show because I really do want to get stuck into that with you. Um, just a few comments from the game, Brad Arthur, after um, it was quoted saying, uh, was very proud of the boys, happy for the club, but the job's not finished. We've got a big week ahead of us. I'm looking forward to it. I thought we went out there tonight and backed ourselves. We went after it, whereas maybe against Penrith, we were a bit tentative and didn't play to our, strength, our strengths. We've just got to go after the game and see what happens. I think that's I think he's spot on there. I think when you're going up to Townsville, they need to, rather than sitting back like they did against Penrith, hoping that a game would sort of emerge as they went on, they were just full tilt from the beginning with the Raiders, and I think they need to do the same thing with Cowboys. Yeah, look, I I think the Cowboys are going to do that. I Mm. think that's how the Cowboys are going to come out and play. They're going to go out and take it by the scruff of the neck. They play very similar to how Parramatta took Canberra apart, you know, on the back of offloads and going behind plays, Chad Townsend and and Young Dead and um, taking the line on. you know, it's it's a really juicy encounter. I think they lost the game against Penrith basically because they never got to the seven. Hundred percent. Yeah, never. They never got Nathan Cleary played in a dinner suit all night, and yeah. and the turning point was when he put that first bomb up, and he didn't hit the deck. Mm. You know, so I'm pretty sure 
that the coaches, especially this weekend against Penrith, you're going to see Nathan Cleary hitting the deck a lot more because if he gets that kicking game like we know he's got, um, putting those bombs up, you know, and and he didn't have Walker Blake had a, had an absolute nightmare under those. Um, I, can't, I don't think Chad Townsend and Dead and will, will put the same pressure on him, but nah. you know, it's the kick. I don't think it's going to be the kicking game that wins it for North Queensland. I just think it's the the amount of pressure that they're going to put Parramatta under that they never got put under by Canberra last weekend. Yeah, and I was just watching on um, three sixty. I think it was last night, the night before. They were analysing that um, Rabbitohs Panthers final from last year, and. That's what the Rabbits did really well, was just hound Cleary off the kicks. And he was putting up reasonable kicks, but as the game went on and he starts getting self-conscious of big guys like Colin Matangi and um, you know Cameron Murray running through and hitting him hard, you know the kicks start to peel back a little bit and all of a sudden he's second-guessing, he sits a bit deeper so they don't get as far as the you know as he wants on the kick. So I think that's a massive key. Um, it's yeah, going to be we'll a key talk, for we'll the Rabbits. We'll talk more about that and, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into it in more depth, but... You know, just to touch on that point, like when you're when you're asking someone to do something, it was really good talking to Andy Lee this morning on the breakfast um, with Izzy and Kempe about preparing your boxer. Mm. Very similar to preparing your, you know, he was talking about coaching. He's saying, I did everything I could. I've got him prepared for Sunday. You know, now it's about him going out there and delivering on the plan. So when you're, when you're saying things to players, like you need to get to Nathan Cleary, you need to get to Dylan Brown, um, you need to stop them, take their time off them, make them get up off the ground, make sure that he's kicking off the wrong side of his of his best side of um, boot. Um, it's not the first time, all right? It's the tenth time, the eleventh yes. time, the twelfth time. Then we're going to see results. So, yep. you know, against uh, um, Parramatta in that first round, Penrith, mate, they never did it once. Yeah. He was in a dinner suit. You yeah. know, I don't think he's going to have that same that same um, luxury this weekend against South. Just to wrap up the Eels Raiders game, um, a comment from Ricky Stewart after the game said, uh, "The game, this game doesn't define these blokes, the team, the club. I could not be proud of the journey we've been on, the difficulties we were confronted with. Very proud of the team. Disappointed with the result. Absolutely, we didn't beat ourselves. We got beaten by a better team. Um, that's Ricky Stewart. Just before we take a break and come back to talk Rabbitohs Sharks, I think we've got Ed on the line. G'day, Ed. Hey, man. Um, Sam. Kippy. Yeah. Bro, didn't Jared McCracken play for the Eels? He did. He played back row for the Eels. Bro, I, bro, I played um, walking reps with Jared McCracken. Yep, he was probably a winger. He was probably a winger back then. He was, and he came on the junior well, Kiwis yeah, with bro, us. I, know, I was playing prop and he was on the wing. He was a tall, skinny baller. Yeah, yeah. And then he grew into, bro, and then the, he grew into um, that frame. We won the under 17 national tournament. Yeah, that's right. That's big crackers. He came away with us, mate, as a 16-year-old in the under-19 Kiwi team and tore them apart up in the UK. Um, but you're right, oh, yeah, he, did, he did play oh. for Paramount. He played for Canterbury as well. That's where he made his made his name um, oh, alongside yeah. Gary yeah, Connolly. And yeah. then he went on to the Kiwis, bro, and had that punch-up with old, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ridgey. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yes, that's no, right. Um, no, um, McCracken in the test. Yeah, that punch up was um oh man, I was going for cracking to get him. Um who was that bully in the in, oh the follow that passed away, he um in the Australian team. Do you remember that? Oh, oh I'm I'm lost on this one unfortunately, yeah, Ed. It'll come to me. Yeah. Hey, it was, uh, oh Peter Jackson. Side. Peter um, Jackson. That's him. Peter Jackson and, played um, for North Sydney. And Jared and him had a punch up in the middle of the test spray and I was going, Get him, Jared. Yeah, yeah. He's a hey, mate, Ed, he was a good dude too, Peter Jackson. Okay. I shared uh, I shared a couple of yep. beers with Pete when he played for North Sydney, and um, yep. yeah, uh, it's yeah. real sad, real sad that he's no longer with us. But he was a fantastic bro, footballer. Bro, those are my school days, old um, Jared. Yeah, man, you know some names. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ed, what, who are you picking, mate? Bro, I've, uh, been there, I've been there, there old Kimpy. 
Hey, Ed, before you go, mate, final four, who you got? Who you got going through to the grand final? We got, we got, uh, I think eel, we got, I think the Rabbitohs are going to go through and take out Pendrith, bro. Oh, that a boy. Okay. I don't mind that call, my friend. I don't mind it at all. Appreciate the call, fella. Thank you. There you go. Yep. If, if give us a call if you want. 0800 150 Um, Yep, we, we take calls and texts throughout the show. So if you want to have your say, 0800 150 or double eight double three. If you're a Rabido, uh, sorry, an Eels fan, definitely want to hear from you because, uh, you know, is it is it is the drought going to be broken? Is the drought going to be broken this year? Um, you got Rabbitohs, Panthers, and Cowboys who have all won titles uh, in the last ten years, but um, you have to go a bit further back for Parramatta. We'll take a short break, and um, when we come back, we want to talk through this Rabbitohs Sharks game from the weekend. Very disappointing into the season for the Sharks and uh, the Rabbitohs flying high. Can they get it done against Penrith? We'll talk about that after the break. Talking rugby league. This is running it straight on SENZ. Uh, just uh, welcome, uh, welcome back in, I should say, uh, to running it straight. Um, Brett Kamali coming up after 2.30. Noddy, we'll talk some Sharks with him. Um, just before we get to Rabideau Sharks from the weekend, Kempi News coming through as well, that uh, Joseph Suali'i uh, declaring for Samoa for the Rugby World Cup. Whoa. So uh, that's a big one for them. That's tell, a massive one I'd, for them. Mate, I was talking over the weekend um, to a cousin of mine. I was Unfortunately, I was at a funeral um, of a cousin and you know all my cousins are going your man we're just reading all your comments you know and how many people are having a crack at you and all this so I said mate you know that's basically when you put yourself out in that medium that's what happens but he said you know I really agree with you a lot around this this playing for your country and I said you know I said 10 years ago that state of origin was under pressure I said eventually mm. I could see what was happening and that a lot of the players playing for state of origin weren't actually true Australians in the sense that they come out of Queensland um, as kids growing up watching the likes of Mel Meninga and, and Wally Lewis. And all of a sudden, the the origin sides are going to be full with Polynesian boys because of the browning of the game. Mm. So I said that under pressure 10 years ago. What we're seeing now in the 2020, which actually they've called the 2021 World Cup, although it's 2022, is now all these kids that apply in New South Wales and Queensland declaring themselves for their their home heritage? Yeah. So it's under pressure. I, you know, you you look at it and you go, well, where does Origin go from here? I I I tell you, Sam, truly, my honest opinion, they have to change the name. They mm. cannot call it State of Origin. They have to call it um, something like you know, or um, your country of origin. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have a team full of Polynesian boys, Samoans, Tongans, Māori, Cook Islanders, you know, Joseph Manu, they're probably going to have to change the rules eventually. So you do yeah, get... Will. Because they're the best players in the comp. Yeah, no, nah, you can't... You can't you, wouldn't ha- you can't have State of Origin without all those guys, in my mind. And I think it's exacerbated because it's a World Cup. You know, like, these guys, they may or may not be declaring an interim years where you may have one or two tests in a calendar window. But when it's a World Cup, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of this well, happening in the last no, 12 no, months. No, you know, is a, a prime example. He's had to go and ask for an exemption because he played for the Cook Islanders in 2019. Mm. So he's actually not meant to be able to play for New Zealand. You know what I mean? So you've got all of this stuff happening around here. I just don't know whether the International Federation, because they're a basket case, are able to understand what's actually going on and starting to take some of this momentum and grow the international game. Because what you're seeing at this World Cup is actually a dead set humdinger of a World Cup coming up. Oh, Samoa yeah. could win it. Tonga could win it. Yeah. The Kiwis could win it. You know, Great Britain are going to be great. Australia, for me, yeah, Suwali was picked on the wing. Yeah. All the best pundits said, well, where do we go for the wingers? Because all of the wingers are going to play, play for someone else. Yeah. 
You know? I, I, yeah, I think Australia, If I mean, I know the bookies might not have it this way, but certainly I feel like they're, they're not even in the sort of one-two conversation at this stage. Um, we'll see the final score when it comes out. But um, we, obviously the good news for us as well, Kempi is running it straight. We're going to be keeping... Uh, keeping on during the World Cup, so we'll be talking all about it and analysing the games oh, and the what squad. A, what so, a time of the year! Yeah, no, it's it's going to be fantastic. Um, let's quickly talk about Rabbitohs Sharks before we uh, before we get to some news and catch up with Brett Kamali on the other side. Um, look, it really was just the Rabbitohs at their absolute best. Um, Eighteen 0 at half time, they just put the Sharks in a hole. You talked about Canberra looking fatigued. I thought the Sharks just from the outset, didn't look like they were up for it. You know, the line speed was off, the contact was weak. And, I mean, we talk about Dale Finucane and how massive he was. That try that he let through with Cameron Murray, that's just not Dale Finucane type, no. type play, you know. So no, um, they just got blown off the park. That's right. And, and 92 minutes in, a, in an epic account, you know, like they, they – they wish they were the Cowboys sitting up there having another big rest. Because the Cowboys are going to—they're going to thank you know—that um, they had this week off when they when they meet Parramatta because they mm. are going to be fresh. And the and the Cronulla Sharks injury, no no Talakai out in the centres. They they had a couple of players carrying injuries into the game, and for me analysing that game like. They mate, they were blown off the park. Truly, mm. you know, Latrell Mitchell's a massive difference at the moment with Cody Walker, especially. Um, you know, you've got Cook coming out of dummy halves, a totally different player when Latrell's on the on the pitch because everything's focused around what's going on with Walker and, and Mitchell. But um, when you look at what they done, they had sh- they had made Nico Hines look elsewhere yeah. in his game. Like his game was so f- the fluid the fluidity in Nico Hines' game up until that moment, was really, really good. But he took some really average options on the night. Yep. And I was like, man, they've done a job on you. Yep. Like they've done their, Then this is what's going to happen against Penrith, is they're going to go, well, we've got Nico Hines. They made him turn inside all night. They, they made him throw some average passes out wide. And the same thing they're going to try and do is um, this weekend is against Nathan Cleary. So yeah. uh, they were just too good, mate. I, I, th- I, I think honestly think that having Latrell Mitchell on that side makes what, a total mate, difference. Mate, we, we talked about it all throughout the season. Um, you know, having Latrell and we, we backed them as Smokies in the top eight. Then we backed them as Smokies for top four. And then we've, we've sort of the whole time talked about when they fire. I genuinely think they are the most dangerous team for any of these teams Heading into, you know, if I would have said this three or four weeks ago, I would have said they are most, the most dangerous team. I think they can beat Penrith. I think they can do it. And then I think if they do, I think they they could win a grand final. They've lost one to, you know, they say lose one to win one. They lost one last year. They've learnt from that. Um, and the, the other big talking point that everyone's been bringing up this week, Kimby, is obviously Lachlan Ilias, who we, we even talked about in the commentary. I think we did a Rabbitohs game early on in the season. We talked about how poor um, he started this season and, and the, the raps that were on him. He didn't come out. Um, as strong as people predicted. Um, he got benched for that game. I think it was against the Dragons or something. He was, he was on the bench for that game. But credit to the Rabbitohs, they stuck with him. And now, after, I guess, half a season, three quarters of the season, he started coming right alongside Cody Walker. You throw Latrell on there, take some pressure off. They, I think you're bang on where when you've got guys like Damian Cook, you've got Cody Walker, you've got Latrell Mitchell, then you've got try-scoring machines on the wing like Alex Johnson. If one isn't, if, if the focus is on one, from from the opposition, you, you just throw it to the other one. You we'll know, we'll, we'll just... talk a little bit more about the matchups when we get to the Penrith um, South game. But you're dead right. 
Lachlan Ilias on the weekend was outstanding the, defensively. Mm. That some of the tackles that he had to pull off, yep. um, they were crucial one-on-one tackles, and you got to take your hat off to the kid because man, they were they were big defensive, they were yeah. massive. He took some of those big front rowers on, yeah, yeah, he did, and and that will do him, um, you know, the world of world of good going into this game against Penrith because they're coming, especially yeah. down that side. With oh, big kick out. But I, I'm going to talk to you about it um, after three. You talk about the rest with the Cowboys, and I think you're right in the one week off. They basically named the exact same side as they did in week one, but the week off is just get the batteries recharged and away they go. For Penrith, it's a little bit different. A lot of those guys have played one game in the last four rounds because, as you mentioned, they rested everyone for that Cowboys game at the end of the season. Then they played the one game, then they had a week off. So it's been four weeks, and they played one game in well, four I don't know weeks. If you've noticed, Sam, but I don't know if you've noticed how fast they play. So no, when they yeah. when they get a turnover quick. when they get a when they get a penalty, Cody Walker runs and gets the ball, kicks it out and gets going straight away. Mm. They tap it and get straight into them. The Cowboys play exactly the same. So they don't muck around. They want to they want to play an up tempo game. So you know, you know you're dead right. The, that's why the little things this weekend are going to matter. Like the you know the, you're probably not even going to notice them. So you're going to watch. Um, you know you look at this coaching. It's really. Uh, it's a really tight run to who gets coach of the year. You've got D- Demetrio at Souths. Now, who would have picked him taking Souths yeah. to the to one week well, out not, from the final? No. Po- possibly goes to the grand final. Man, if he goes to the grand final, does he pick up coach of the year? I'd put him up there. Yeah, you know, you got Toddy Payton. Yep, from fifteenth last year. Skibbon, to, you know, they got yeah. knocked out last week. You got Brad Arthur that possibly could take him there, and you've got the old dog and uh, and Ivan Cleary. Mm. That it's his to lose. So. Um, yeah, look, I just think you'll see this week the little things are the things that are going to count. And whoever does that the best is actually going to get the chocolates this weekend and, mm. and get into the grand final. And when we get to the grand final, I don't think it's this year. Everyone says defence wins grand final. I actually think it's, this year it's the opposite. Okay. I think it's the best attacking team is going to win the grand final. Mm. And at the moment... The Cowboys and South Sydney are the two best attacking teams. Yeah, I agree with you. There can't be. Um, just quickly before we get to news, and we're going to catch up with Brett Kamali because it was a very disappointing end to the Shark season after finishing second on the ladder. They obviously lose two games in the finals, the two games that matter. And uh, Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon after the game said um, he talked about. The fact that they've been shuffling the decks over the last eight weeks with guys in and out, no consistency with training, but there's no excuse at this time of year. You know who you are. You know how you want to play for semifinals. The defence was just wasn't good enough, and they're not finishing the year feeling happy. I just want to get on to next year and improve it. I want to talk to Brett Kamali about how far away the Sharks team is. Is it a is it a one- or two-year thing? Are we looking further down the line? Because they've got the pieces. Um, they just need to put it all together. We'll take news quickly, and then we'll come back with Brett Kamali after this. September means finals football. Best and we, time of year. And we absolutely love it here on SENZ. You're listening to Running It Straight. Sam here alongside Tony Kemp as we take you through to 4 o'clock talking the great game, of course, and semi-final football coming up this weekend. But right now, on the line, uh, privileged to welcome in. Um, he was a premiership winner, played 140 games for the Cronulla Sharks. Brett Kamali, welcome in, Brett. Hello, guys. How you going? Very well, my friend. Very well, mate. We've just been uh, talking through those games from the weekend, and particularly the Rabbitohs Sharks game. A, a pretty disappointing end to the season for the Sharks, who finished second uh, on the ladder and then lose the two games that sort of matter the most. Pretty disappointing. Yeah. Well, can we go back to yeah, the music you just played about? Do you remember September? I remember Tony Kemp running out on Marathon Stadium as I was a young kid growing up in Newcastle with the spiky hair, the big <laughs> centre, um, Stuart leading him out. So. 
Um, hello, Kempi. Obviously, <laughs> hey, big part of my life was the Newcastle Knights um, coming into the competition. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd give you that a little bit of history. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Hey, hey, Brett. I said, uh, good Newcastle boy. I just love it when I get a Newcastle boy on the radio show, mate. Good to talk to you. You look like you had a bit of a challenge yourself this year, mate. But I know how tough they are from Newcastle, and uh, no doubt you will bounce back. What, what, what you've got? What have you got organised in your future, mate? You, you do you still want to? You know, after after the the tough run you had with the West Tigers, stay in the coaching game. Uh, um, yes, definitely, Campy. Uh, I, I love coaching. I think it's a big part of my life. I've always been around the game. It's it's given me everything that I've got out of the game, and and all my basically life's been football orientated, whether it's been media or coaching or in a football club. So uh, I have my pathways pathways role that I was doing um, before I became the NRL coach for the West Tigers. Um, back to that and obviously the West Tigers have an NRLW license in the next year so um, life will be still I think okay. Um, I will definitely push back into NRL coaching um, it's life consuming um, you know, I sort of hadn't been around coaching for a number of years and done probably a, a long enough apprenticeship to think that you could jump straight into it and, and make a successful career out of it without doing that long apprenticeship so I really enjoyed it, great opportunity that I was presented with, uh, it was eye opening it was a challenge um, and, and you know, I'm quite happy to be very, very patient before I rush back into that um, head coaching role if I want to get to that stage again. Yeah, good on, good on you, mate. And you'll be, I'll tell you right now, you'll be a lot of, a lot better off for it too with the experience that you had. Hey, just we want to talk a little bit about finals football. You know, you got one with Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you went one through the Super League too. You went up there with Newcastle into the final. I think that final was against Brisbane, if my if my memory can can um, can hold it together. And and you played plenty of finals football. Just with Cronulla, mate. Do you think last week they just they were too tired they, on the back of that ninety two minute effort? Um, up against the Cowboys? Um, yeah, I, I think, obviously, what it's taught me about the semi-finals, I've had six games. I've been lucky enough, I think, to commentate three games. Um, I went to the Sharks' house game on Saturday night, more as a fan with my kids and my couple of friends in the Shire. But um, the team, the teams that have won the games of football have had the big stars or more big stars than the opposition they've played. So uh, what the semi-finals have taught me is the big guns stand up. They, they, they handle the pressure. They nail the pressure. They make the big plays. They make the big calls. Um, sort of what State of Origin is, I suppose, and, and effectively what Test Match Football is. So I just think that the, the teams that have been more dominant and more successful in the semifinals have just had their big stars presenting themselves and flexing up and playing like big stars. So I think it's going to be really, really important. You know, the, there's two sides that will be fresh this week. There's two sides that are going to be a little bit more fatigued. Um, one has to travel a long way from Sydney, obviously, to North Queensland. But um, I think if you're going to judge or going to make a decision on who's going to win, um, I would go through the big stars for each team and try and work out who has the best players. And, and if those best players' numbers are higher than the opposition, then I think that's the team that's going to win. It's, yeah, it's a great point you make, Brett. What, what do you reckon for the Sharks, then, is the plan moving forward? Are they, are they a couple of sort of players away from, from getting to that grand final? Is it just the experience of this year that might help them in the next few years? How, I guess, far away do you think they are from, from sort of getting up to that Penrith, South Sydney level? Yeah, I don't think Cremona's missed the semi-final since their 2016 grand final win. So they're always in and around it consistently. It's the first year for... Craig Fitzgibbon and their coaching staff to get used to their structures and programs so they'll get better next year. Um, they had Talakai and Roy Tunt that were ruled out um, 24 hours before that game, so they were two massive outs, I think, for them. And as you said, that yeah, the experience of playing semi-final football, 
um, and how to handle that pressure. So they lose a few players to retirement. Um, they'll obviously, I don't think you've unearthed, like, Hamanuel, he's been sensational for him during this year, and he'll, I think he'll become a premium front rower as what Toby Rudolph will become. So, mm. yeah, right, it's about taking the opportunities, growing that roster. There may be potentially one star away from that next level, but um, not quite sure what position that would be. Hey, hey Brett, just to... Um... On the, on the pace of the game these days, you know, the, the reset on the tackle counts, uh, the way the coaches are approaching it, you know, these guys that are lying down and using the bunker to get the penalties. What did you learn through your coaching this year about, I guess, manipulating the, the rules a little bit, but the speed of the game compared to when you played? Yeah, the speed of the game is unbelievable. Um, it's taught, you know, the, the, it, as a coach's point of view, I think catch, pass, tackle and athleticism are the four things you've got to coach to have. So, you know, just get the core skills right and all those three principles. But athleticism is massive in our game. Um, everyone's quick, everyone's fast, everyone has agility. Um, they can play big minutes. Um, they've got great leg speed. So that's something that it taught me. Um, you know, I think the sides at the top are probably the, the teams that look more athletic, the teams that are more um, more physical um, and, and obviously probably train at a higher base than what the other clubs do. So, um, and I think if you, you know, you, can, you know, can be, if you go on a, when you get in a team where you're able to win consistently, you just learn how to win big games. You learn, you get fitter, you handle the occasion, the scoreboard pressure doesn't bother you, um, and, you and you normally know how to win the games where the teams that aren't used to that probably beat themselves a little bit. So um, I think the players are pretty clever these days. They do know if they've been hit in the head or if there's been a crusher tackle to, to effectively maybe stay down um, and, and know that if they review it, they'll more likely get a penalty. So... Um, the one thing I worked really hard on, or not one thing, but a number of things, I thought catching the ball on the full through your back five is a really, really important skill for your team. Um, if you can get 50-50 share of the ball and then you can kick the ball back into their 20-metre line, that is a really effective thing. And that's what Penrith probably do better than mm. anyone in the comp. They just suffocate you by them being able to get to the halfway or to the 60-metre line. Nathan kicks the ball inside your 20. They can see 30 metres, and for the next four or five sets, you feel like you're doing yardage, and then they break you, then they score. So sort of a weighted possession and a weighted field position that, that makes you break. Um, and then their athleticism just keeps them in the game as well. So I think it's important to do. And I'd like to think we won't get a grand final or a grand final, you know, qualifying semifinals this weekend that is affected by a ref's decision or a player staying down. I'd like to think mm. the best team will always be the best team to win these games. Yeah. Oh, look, I've, I've mentioned that a number of times about referees playing a part in the final series, which would be pretty sad from my perspective. Um, mate, you make some really good points there. I, I, I just want to ask you a question because I've mentioned it for a, a, near on a decade now about that athleticism and especially around the Polynesian boys. What are, what are your thoughts around um, origin and especially the Kangaroos team? Um, Suwali's just pulled out and, and named himself in the Samoan team. Are you seeing a change to, I guess, the, the kangaroos and state of origin because of the, the Polynesian influence in the game in Australia? Yeah, I think so. There's a, there's an enormous growth from, obviously, uh, Indigenous players were there for a number of years, and now, as you said, the Polynesian growth is is enormous. And if we're going to go to 17 teams, we're going to open that number higher and higher again. And if we get to 18 teams, and if effectively that 18th team comes out in New Zealand, then we're going to have more Polynesians probably... You know, born and raised in New Zealand that will want to play for that second team in New Zealand as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that's where the athleticism comes from. That's where the, the strength and the individual strength comes from before they even need to do any weights. Um, they're sort of 
probably build a bit bigger and a bit more stronger than, than the, the Aussie kid at a younger age, and then it's about developing their skill or keeping up that athleticism as they as they get older and stronger, you know. So um, I think it's great that these other nations, some of these players now are electing to not play for Australia um, and not play State of Origin. Obviously, State of Origin is so financially rewarding for a player, but the heritage of these players now, and Kempi, I think the other thing is, what the salary cap is worth now and what the players can earn on a club football level, it allows them to make choices to go to their heritage yeah. more than probably making a choice because of the, the 100000 they might get when they play State of Origin as it used to be, or the 90000 it used to be for three games. Mm, yeah, no, great points there, Brett. Um, just before we let you go, mate, um, two big games this weekend. Um, I won't ask you for a prediction. I'll still ask you, who do you think's the more dangerous of the Eels and the Rabbits to, to win this weekend and maybe win a grand final in two weeks' time? Oh, I thought Parramatta were outstanding last week, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they can beat the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys at home, um, really consistent side. Um, Mitchell, uh, two good kickers in the, in, the, in the game, so it'll be a battle of the forwards, which we saw Parramatta win last week. Um, if any team can win the comp, I think South can win it because of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell and Cam Murray. Cody Walker is in an unbelievable form, but mm. they've got to be Penrith first. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll say that I think Penrith will play the Cowboys in the grand final, and I think Penrith... Um, barring a lot of injuries or them beating themselves, I think they'll be back-to-back premiers, which is pretty amazing in this current day when, when salary cap splits a lot of players and makes it move very quickly. Mm. Hey, Brett. Hey, nice to talk to a Newcastle old boy, mate. Um, yeah, look forward to having a beer with you one day, brother, and uh, catching up on the old no. days. And uh, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon on Running It Straight. Good to get your, your mind, Bo, and, and good to see that you're still in the game and enjoying and draw, and football. And listen, look, look forward to listening to your commentary. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. There you go. Brett Kamali there, um, a legend of the game, really, and um, played over 140 games for the Sharks. Interesting you mentioned Coney Walker there, um, Kempe, because um, I found a stat um, this morning. Um, he's been involved in 10 tries in his last six NRL games. That's four tries and six try assists. The guy is just finding his groove, and we saw that last year as well, actually got them to the grand final. Cody Walker, I mean, we talked about Adam Reynolds, how big of a loss he was for Souths, but I think Cody Walker, you know, last season and this season has showed that he really is the the sort of pivot uh, player in that Souths team. Yeah, look, they named the um, the Australian 13 that played Papua New Guinea up there. Just want to um, throw a big shout-out to Josh Curran because he, he actually made it from the Warriors. Uh, so it's a massive accolade for him. Um, but Cody Walker, I said I said on on our uh, brick, on breakfast with Izzy and Kempe that Cody Walker should make the Australian squad, mm, yeah. you know, for the, for the fact that he is the is the best bloke to set tries up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're struggling to, to get players. I know Cam Munster's a shoo-in to get that five eight position. You got Cherry Evans, Nathan Cleary, um, fighting it out for the halfback. So one, you know there'd be one extra halfback go. But I think Cody Walker has to be a shoo-in mm. to make the Kangaroo side this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've got to take a short break, Kimby. Um, when we come back, we've got a couple of texts here on double eight double three. You can send your messages through, or you can give us a call on 0800 150 We'll be back after this. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight. Great to get the thoughts of um, Brett Kamali there. If you if you didn't hear it, um, go back onto the podcast channels, Running It Straight, and you'll uh, you'll be able to have a listen there. Some really good comments as well about um, what he saw as a coach, Kim, because I imagine 
you know, it, it's very different going from being a former player oh, or, even, or even a commentator analyst to, to then coaching a team um, yeah. and a team like the Tigers that were, you know, in all sorts. No, and, and you know, he, did, he, had a, he had a tough time with it too, you know, like um, it is not like playing. Mm. I can guarantee you that. Uh, and, you know, one of the things, that, and why I asked the question, you know, do you still have aspirations to coach, is that, you know, a, a journey that he had, just the, even though it was a short one, uh, could actually turn you off coaching. So mm. it was good to hear that he's, you know, his pathways are set and he really likes what he's doing and he's looking forward to, to staying in those realms. So um, good bloke, you know, and yeah. I just know, mate, they, you, the, the, the guys out in Newcastle, they're, they're a different breed. You know, they're... they're, they're they're, I know it's a bit, it's a city, but they're big country boys with a, with big heart and, and tough as nails. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to rip into uh, the semi-finals after three o'clock. We'll just take one more quick break. A few texts after that. Gull fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is running it straight on SCNZ. Coming up 3 o'clock here on SCNZ, running it straight with Sam Hill and Tony Kent. We're going to be talking through the semifinals after 3 o'clock, and we're going to encourage Parramatta fans. Um, you're going to have to convince Kempe um, why you think they're going to win against the Cowboys, <laughs> mate, the grand final, because he is heavily... My mate Steve will be listening. ...heavily favouring the Cowboys. Kempe, you know Parra going to win. I'm just like, no, mate, come on. Hey, Steve has texted in here saying, hey, guys, love the show. Do you think you could get the Chief on one day? What Paulie a player Harrigan. he was. Oh, Paulie Harrigan. You know he's a winger. Is he? He was a winger, winger yeah. And, been, and the coach went, no, you're front row. All right, well, there's, there's your um, to-do list, Kempi, for the next few weeks. Get, I'll get we'll get Paul on ahead of the World Cup. And Dave says, hey, Sammy and Uncle, I reckon Cowboys v Penny final. If the Cows can pressure Cleary like in State of Origin 3, then they win. If they don't, it'll be a convincing win to the Panthers. There you go from Dave. Keep your texts coming in, Double eight, double three. We'll be back after news. Um, it's, been a, it's been a few years Semi-finals are always close, but it's been a few years since I genuinely sat and looked at the two games and thought, man, any of those teams are going to win. Any of those teams are going to win. Yeah, almost, uh, almost a coin flip for me. It is. It, it certainly is. You know, um, I think on ev- any given night, if the teams play to the best of their ability, the other team has to do the same. Otherwise, they're not going to be in it. Mm. You know, and that's why, that's why I say this year, it looks like it's the better attacking team. Not the better defensive team that's gonna they're gonna win the games. So um, look, there's a texter here, and I, and, and I and I hear Jason. Yeah, he says, um, "Sorry, it's James. Steve." Now you got that? James, the one sorry, about James. The, how Penrith. James, we've got a few on here. Um, he goes, uh, "How are Penrith not the number one attacking team, Kempi? I'm not. I'm not moaning, Uncle. Genuine question. Well, they. I'm. I'm not saying that they're not the the number one attacking team. I'm saying, on any given night. They're up against some very good attacking teams, and this weekend, I think coming through the finals, they're on the be- they're up against the best attacking team at the moment in South Sydney. Like Latrell Mitchell's touches last week were unbelievable. Cody Walker's touches over the last month, and you put that stat out there. You know, he said he's been involved in ten tries. Mm. You know, like if you don't shut that down, then you're in big trouble. I actually. Actually, would argue that point, Kempi, that I don't know if Penrith are the best attacking team this year. They've they've won games on their defence. Well, they're the best right? defensive side. Correct. They are the best defensive side in the comp. But when you look at even just looking at the ladder here now in front of me, I mean the Cowboys basically scored the same amount of points. The Storm scored a lot more than them. The Roosters scored the same amount of points. The Rabbitohs aren't far behind. They're only about twenty points behind. Whereas last year, yeah, Penrith threw everyone off the park with. 
the amount of points they scored. So, um, and, and going to your point about it being a bout attack, I think that also ties into Brett Kamali's point about superstars. You know, yeah. it's, it's which super, and when we talk superstars, we're not genuinely, uh, generally talking about, um, you know, defensive players. We're talking about superstars attacking players. You're talking about Latrell. You're talking about um, Nathan Cleary. You know, you're talking about um, Valentine Holmes. You know, these are guys who are attacking Peter players. Hickey, Tom Malolo, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Dylan Brown. You know, Mitchell Moses. The the, the big players. Cuth, Cuthbertson running for over 200 meters last week. Big players stepping up. Look, it's a it, it's the NRL Dream Finals this year. Who would have thought the first week you would get those teams playing each other, the 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 the, the derbies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like at finals time, mm. unbelievable. Mm. And then this weekend, it's set up. You could actually have a New South Wales Queensland Grand Final. Mm. Like the NRL be rubbing its hands together, going, mm. "Man, this is a this is a this is a media gem." If we can get this one uh, this weekend, and I'm talking about getting a either a South Penrith or, or a North Queensland final, so yeah. you know you got three New South Wales teams in there with with the chance, of, um, and definitely one New South Wales team in there. But I'm, I know Todd Payton will be using that as motivation. You're representing a state. You're not representing you know North Queensland. You actually got everyone in, in Queensland riding you home. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, let's talk about um, Cowboys Eels for the first part of this hour. And uh, I do welcome your calls on 0800 150 or double eight double three if you're an Eels fan, because um, I'm pretty sure Kimby is going to be going heavily on the Cowboys here. So if you're an Eels fan, we need a bit of balance. Um, just to run you through a few things. So um, it's 13 years um, since the last preliminary final appearance for the Eels. Um, they obviously heading up to Townsville and the Cowboys, of course, finishing 15th last year, uh, one win away from making grand final. Just a remarkable turnaround um, for Todd Payton and his team. Um, 36 years since uh, Parramatta last won a premiership, um, but of course demolishing the Raiders last weekend. They come in with a lot of confidence and want to make it through to the first decider uh, since 2009 when they played the Storm in that grand final. Um, prior meeting this season, Cowboys ran out 35 points to four winners over the Eels, um, and that was theoretically a home game for Parramatta in Darwin. Um, if we just look at the teams quickly as well, Kempe, Cowboys basically uh, same starting 17 as they um, had in round one. The week off will do them a world of good. Um, for the Eels, uh, they're going to have to make a change with Tom Opacek, um, who has been named but remains in doubt. They've had to pull in a few different players here and there. Marada Niakora could feature in the centres um, if Opacek um, is ruled out late. Um, Bryce Cartwright is recalled um, for her, his first game in a month, taking over from uh, Makahisi Makatoa. Um, so what do you make of, I guess, the sides on paper, the two uh, 17s that have been named? Yeah, well, I don't think they lose much with Nukori going into the centres, you know, defensively, and the way that he, he showed he could score a couple of tries on the weekend uh, falls it in, but it's a big a big change Cartwright coming in for a middle player. Um, brings a totally different game. Uh there's a lot stacking up against Parramatta statistically. You know, the last eight games, seven of them at home have gone to the Cowboys when they play in the Eels. This year they've been in 35-4 up there. The travel but the travel part, like every coach will tell you that. Every coach that's coaching the NRL, the hardest the hardest travel is, is going you, up to North Queensland. You always say that, yeah. So you've got to get, you know, it's, it's not, you don't charter one flight, you've got to go into Brisbane, you've got to hang around, you've got to jump on another plane, go up to North Queensland. All of a sudden you walk out into a sauna and you start sweating and you're going, well, I hope I can get my boys acclimatised in the next couple of days and get them ready um, to play a football game. And then you get to the game and it's like, you know, within five five seconds, boys are breathing really tough. And I think that will probably be the difference in the middle. Um, you will see uh, Bolo and and um, Gerard just struggling there, you know. So 
statistically, and I just think with the experience that the Cowboys have, um, the pyramid are right up against it. You know, if you look at Valentine Holmes, Peter Hicku, look, Peter Hicku, only a couple of years ago would never have thought that he'd be playing for a grand final spot. You know what I mean? He's he's been outstanding. That try he scored last week um, was outstanding. They've got a really really good forward pack. They're young. They're mobile. They're not they're not the flashiest of players, but they get the job done. And I just think that Todd Payton has got them fired up. You know that week off's going to do them well. And Parramatta have been one of those those teams that one week they're on, one week they're off. Well, the the thing for me with Parrot is they are a um, say a confidence team. So, you know, mental is probably the right word, a mental team. So if they are in the right mindset, um, they start the game well and get ahead maybe early on the scoreboard, then they'll they'll take the confidence and they'll they'll keep going to another level. Where they fail is when they get themselves in a hole early. And that's when you see guys like Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, they sort of retreat into a bit of a shell. And then all of a sudden the game starts to fall away on them. I, The thing for me, Kempe, is... The Cowboys, I think the blueprint for the Cowboys, for beating the Cowboys, was towards the back end of the season, they lost to the Roosters. Um, they towed up the Warriors in between um, after that game, but then lost to the Rabbitohs. I think they've got to look at those two games against teams that are around them on the table and, and uh, you know, Rabbitohs playing finals football. Got to look at those games and figure out how those teams pulled them apart. Even the Sharks. I mean, the Sharks, you know, for, for 80 minutes or 75 minutes, whatever it was before that last minute try, were sort of going to do the job. I think... They're beatable. I don't think it's impossible for the Eels this weekend. Oh, I think not when you get down to the last four teams. Of mm. course, of course, every team's beatable. But I just think the odds are stacked against the Parramatta side travelling up to North Queensland in the in the heat, haven't won a, a grand final since nineteen eighty six. The last one they went to a decider was in two thousand and nine, and as favourites in two thousand and one, got beaten by Newcastle. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? So, well, you just you don't you don't know. This is the problem with Parr, and I do compare them to the Warriors quite a bit. You don't know. What parasite you're going to get, and that's why it's hard to pick. And that's the problem. And that's the problem, you know. And I think I think how Todd Payton has got his team focused on doing the little things right this year and just being relentless. It doesn't matter how long the game goes on; they're just never ever going to go away. And that's see, he'll be having Fitzgibbon. will be having nightmares about that at home. We had the Cowboys on the rack with seven minutes to go. Mm. We should have wrapped up the game and locked it and shut it down. But they just wouldn't go away. You know what I mean? 92 minutes had gone past and Valentine Holmes steps up. <laughs> Todd Payton's dead right. Big game players. Brett Kamali's just said it. He couldn't hit one at training. Steps up. Big game. Big moment. And mm. it's all about moments. And big to- big time players, I think they've got them in bucket loads. Jason Tomololo scores the extra time. You know, that shot down that shot down the middle of the park where he sweeps around in the middle of the park, gets a one-on-one, they hit him with everything and goes over and scores a try. Just wouldn't go away. You know, they'll go through extra time, wouldn't mm. go away. Mm. And Valentine Holmes steps up and says, throw me the ball and kicks the big field goal. They're, those are the players that you want at this time of year. And I think they'll step up. I think they're just biting at the bit to get there. And they're getting, they're getting the, and we said this last week, Sam, I think the other, the, the Parramatta's and the Souths are limping into these games against Penrith. That's the problem that we've got, is they're not, as fresh as the Cowboys and the Panthers. I get what you're saying. Um, give me two. It's a two-part question here. First one is um, your key matchup for the game. So your key two players going up against one another, but also just the keys for the game for for both sides. 
Yeah, I, I think the look. I think the matchups are the real important part of it. I think a lot of players cancel it out uh, more so in the in the Penrith and South game than this one. Um, but it's going to come down to Mitchell Moses and Chad Townsend. All right, the kicking game. The forwards are going to they're the ones that are going to win the game. I think that's where the Cowboys have got them at home in the heat. They're just going to be relentless, and I think Parramatta aren't going to stick with them. Losing losing um, middle players for Parramatta is really crucial. And I think the kicking game and coming down to Chad Townsend and Mitchell Moses is going to be crucial. I think that's where the, that's where the tide's going to turn. We saw the same thing happen with Parramatta and Penrith. All right, they battled, they battled, they battled. Nathan Cleary stepped up and went, "Rightio, now let's go to let's go to, let's go to town and see whether you guys can stay with us." And old Wonga Blake just put down a couple of bombs, mm. and it changed the shape of the game. So I think if you don't. Um, step up in Mitchell Moses, especially up against Chad Townsend, who's just gonna he he knows how to play percentages. He's he's held them together all year. Um, I think they, that's where they start to step away from them. So I'm actually not picking a close one here. I think the Cowboys going to do it comfortably. So yeah, those are your two players. What do you reckon is the key? Give me a key for the Cowboys and a key for the par- for the Eels. Well, the, the key for the the key for the Cowboys is to win the middle of the ruck. Yeah, they win the middle of the ruck. They've got too much class and speed on the outside. And I, you know, they go to Nano on that right edge. All right, he's got too much foot speed for them on that edge. You, you saw them, Parramatta get chopped up. He'll chop Mitchell Moses up on that edge if he's if he's fresh and he's got the ball early and they're on their back foot. And and their outside backs, are they're playing so well. They've got speed to burn on the outside and two of the best centres in the competition in Valentine Holmes and Peter Hicku. On the other side of the coin, if their middle doesn't step up, all right, if their middle doesn't step up, they are in big trouble. They are in big trouble. They'll be going backwards all night, and Mitchell Moses won't be getting off the front foot in that kicking game that he likes doing. Mm. He won't be getting the kick down the field. Um, they've got real good back five uh, Cowboys be bringing it back to them 100 miles an hour. And Valentine Holmes had a dummy half. He's, you know, I can't talk highly enough about that kid. And they'll just make their, their, their night a living nightmare. So the middle of the park is where it's going to be won here. They don't. They don't shut. They don't shut them down. The Cowboys. They're going to be in it for a long period of time. Mm. But I'm not picking that. I'm picking that the middle are going to do a number on Parramatta. There you go. Kempi thinks the Cowboys, and he thinks it's going to be comfortable. So if you're a Parramatta fan, give us a call 0800 150 811 or text us on double eight double three. But we'd love to take your calls. We've got a little bit of time here, so we'll take a short break. If you want to call in, uh, we'll take your calls after this. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Yeah, welcome back into Running It Straight through until 4 o'clock. Uh, Sam Hewitt alongside Tony Kemp. Um, give us a call, 0800 We're looking for para fans because uh, Kempy is predicting a Cowboys walkover. I, surprisingly, I'm picking the Eels and the Rabbitohs. We're going to talk about Panthers-Rabbitohs after 3.30, um, but I am picking the Eels, Kempy. I think they uh, I think they surprise everyone up in Townsville, up in the humid, hot heat and oh, the sweaty ball and those big spiral sad day bombs. In the, from... Sad day in the Hewitt house in on Saturday. <laughs> Mate, I'm not cheering the, for them. the wife and the, I'm not the wife for... and, the, and the child uh, got some shopping to do. Do you know what I do here, Kempy, though? I predict them on this show, um, but then I'll... At the TAB, I'll put money on the Cowboys. <laughs> Either way, I'm a happy man. Come Monday morning. Uh, come Monday morning. But yeah, give us a, a call, 800 or give us text, double eight double three. Someone's texting here, unnamed texter says, Eels 1-12, to Panthers 11-20. to um, I don't think the um, that panthers Rabbitohs game is going to be a blowout for either team. I think that's going to be very, very close. Got Golden Point written all over, 100%. actually. And if think about the grand final last year, too. I mean, the, your intercept try... Was what was the difference, you know? Yeah. And Cody Walker, of course, wants that pass back. 
you know, um, he's probably been thinking about it ever since. But um, yeah, those... he's got a, he's got on rewind all week. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, it was a very very close game. I think it's going to be the same thing um, this Saturday night. So um, I actually did have some stats as well here, uh, Kempi. Uh, so Parramatta, uh, they actually are second in the comp this year for average meters gain. The Cowboys are third. So I think that goes back to your point about the Ford packs. Who, they do obviously love to get meters. Um, and then on attack, North Queensland score about four and a half points. Uh, sorry, four and a half tries per game on average, four point four, and Para four point two. So, I mean, to me, that's an indication that this is going to be tight. Like, I don't think even if the Cowboys get up, I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's super, super tight. Could even look. Be I think a, if it was played point. in Sydney, you're, you're probably dead right. But again. Travel affects teams in different I think, ways. I think they are not, and you can tell us about this because you, you'll be experienced with it. But I'm pretty sure I heard Brad Arthur say that they got a charter flight out basically the next morning after um, the game on Saturday. So they were straight on the plane up there, probably knowing that if they did, waited a few days, it well, would then make they'll be waterlogged. They'll be taking on so much water, they'll be in the pool, they'll, <laughs> they'll be on the drips, they'll be like the, sponges, they'll be on the drips in the hospital rooms, uh, which is quite funny. Um, Text through double eight double three here. Um, Jason says, I think it was from Jason over in Aussie. Said, should the teams wear the indigenous jumpers for the grand final if they make the grand final? Yeah, I look at cool. Just a good idea, Jason. I, I look. I don't know. I think um, I know. Back in two thousand and two, when we went to the grand final, like we finished minor premiers and um, got a choice of what jersey. Normally, you finish minor premiers, you get a choice of what jersey to wear, and unfortunately, we didn't get a choice. We had to. Uh, Wait for Sydney City. They they took the they took the punt first, and yeah, yeah, we got it done over a, a bit then. But I think the the clubs choose what jerseys to wear. Home 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 ground advantage, of course. Um, I speak I speak the Cowboys to wear their number one jersey. What do you think it is uh, about the Eels, um, Kempi, over the last? I guess two thousand and nine is the exception where they made the grand final, but it's a thirty six year title drought. What? It's easy to talk about the Warriors and what we've done wrong over twenty seven years. What have the Eels done wrong over thirty six years to to not? pick up a title because you know very loyal fan base a lot of history of the club had a golden era in the 80s so yeah look what's I'm, gone wrong yeah look I, I was uh, so that was my team when when I was a kid I watched those grand finals yeah a lot, you of, know? Kiwis, yeah, a lot of Kiwis yeah Canterbury um, that great grand final the Peter Sterling's Eric Gross you know talked about it many a times and I think the Der- uh, Dennis Fitzgerald um, era went for too long you know, went for. Oh, I was still he's still around when I was coaching, and Daniel Anderson came out of Parramatta too. So got quite close to Parramatta. Brian Smith's been over here to the Warriors. The Parramatta um, has been. I, I always think over the last thirty years, the team that just can't get the job done. You know, been there or thereabouts. Always been talked about. Been one of the best teams. Got the best leagues club. Got some of the greatest players. The 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 the, the Hain Plain and and so on. But just can never get the job done. And um, you know, I think a lot of those problems have, have, and more more than not, been off the field than on the field, and we've seen lots of drama um, play out through the Parramatta through the Parramatta club. So, you know, Brad Arthur to get him to where they are, um, it's been a long time between drinks, like you said, of thirteen years, two thousand and nine, before they've been in one of these finals. I, the other part is experience. You know, a lot of these kids have an experience coming through. Um, this and what it takes, and you need a dream run to get through to the final. And and then when you get to the final, the whole final week is is totally different yeah. again. So the, that's why it's it's Penrith to lose. Like they, Ivan's sitting there in the best position possible. He knows his players know what to do. He doesn't yeah, yeah. have to. He doesn't have to second guess strategy. Um, he's been there, done it again. All he's doing is fine tuning his car. 
You know, he's got the he's got the he's got the spanner and the screwdriver out, and he's tightening up a couple of bolts. Mm. Whereas the other three coaches are going, "Whoa, yeah. what do I do? Yeah, now that we're here, what do we do? What do we do? And right. and it's I think I'd have to actually do some research on it, but I'm not. How many of those Eels players have actually been? Because they, they're not a team that brings in guys that have won premierships. I mean, I look at the Sharks with some of the guys they've brought in. Like you said, guys that have been involved in finals weeks, etc. But how many of those Eels players have been involved at this stage of a season? I, I'd hazard guess it's, you know, only a two or three, maybe. Because pretty much they're all, they've all been Eels players for most of their careers. Oh. Um, whereas the Cowboys boys, obviously, even with guys like Chad Townsend, you know, with other teams, um, have, have gone to finals. So Experience, um, experience is going to play a lot, mm. you know, especially when you're sitting there with your players and, and you're talking to each other and the young people about what you, what you want them to do and especially drilling down and making sure that they're doing the right thing come game day um, to, to, to get, in the, get into the game and make sure they stick there. Because there's a different level... And I'm just going to touch on this point too. There's a different level once you get into the finals. I know it's once you're in the finals, it's it's a fifty-fifty. But what I hope doesn't happen is referee error. Yeah. Well, you always talk, you, your three pillars were suspensions, injuries, and referee error. Well, we've already seen suspensions and injury play play out. Mm-hmm. And, and the the big one is for me is like referees. I don't think you'll see what you saw last week with a with a Sinbin Sunday. You know what I mean? I don't think we're going to see that again. We're we're sending players off and we're playing games over over a long period of time because it becomes a well, I'm just following the rule book to a to a T. Um, there's going to be a little bit more give this weekend and, and Penrith and and. South Sydney ain't going to be just a walk in a park. Mate, they're going to come at each other. It's a rematch of the grand final last year, and they've got exactly what they wanted because Latrell Mitchell's playing. So you're dead right. The big motivation for them is, is Cody Walker in that pass to Crichton that wraps up the game for Penrith, and Latrell Mitchell saying, well, here's what it would have been like if I was playing. And I've got to say, Latrell Mitchell's a better player this year than he was last year. Oh, he is. He, every year he just continues to go from strength to strength. Even his goal kicking, which is, it looks a little bit unconventional. It looks like it's going to be a bit ugly, but it just goes straight down the middle. He's he's really, and you know, from out wide. And Kempi, I actually looked at um, across the, the first six or seven games of the finals. Like, missing those kicks from out wide actually does have a pretty big result because I think it was in, um, and I'm just getting it up in front of me here, the Sharks-Cowboys um, game. Um, the Cowboys, the Sharks hit five from five for their conversions. The Cowboys hit four from five. If they don't, it doesn't go to extra time. You look back at that and go, it was the difference was a kick well, from yeah, the so sideline. Like my you day, know? mate, where you couldn't kick a goal from out in front because none of us could kick goals. You know what I mean? <laughs> These days, they're hitting them from everywhere, um, and it's the pressure of the moment too. And big, big game players, you've got two, you know, three, four very good kickers of the football in, in each one of these games. Uh, and big game players, I think Brett Kamali's hit the nail on the head. You know, it's the big game players that step up. Lachell Mitchell against Sydney City, the last round of the comp, they they done their homework, they shut him down. But the the the, the mark of a champion is they've gone away, played the following week, and Latrell Mitchell's come out and absolutely braved them. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's gone. Well, you're not going to do that again, mm. and adjusted a couple of things with Cody Walker, and he's taken the game off Sydney City. Given given that. You know, you, you you lose a couple of players through um, concussion was was one of those Sinbin Sundays, but still Latrell Mitchell stepped up. And then last week, I mean, he was sensational. So he he wants a grand final, and that's scary. Mm. Trell Mitt, they call him. He calls himself. They call it Trellians now. Trellian Stadium. You oh, know of that. Course. <laughs> Mate, there's a big fight. Nick, Nick Politis won't like oh, that because it's their home. Absolutely. Hey, um, so before we go to news and we come back and talk Panthers Rabbitohs, uh, give me a few tips for um, Cowboys para. Um, any any time try scorers that you like? First try scorers. I don't think we've got power plays up yet, but no, uh, but my Mitchell Mitchell any time try scorer. 
I think he scores a try. Wait, Cowboys? No, Cowboys Eels. Oh, Cowboys Eels. Yeah. Uh, look, Valentine Holmes. I think time. Yep. Nanai two dollars eighty eight. Nanai two dollars sixty three. Yep. Uh, I think if you if you're looking at Parramatta, uh, Dylan Brown. I think he sneaks one down the down the middle of the park off a off a uh, if they do get tied in the middle. But so I'm not picking them get a, get get tied. So yeah. So a little same game multi there. Cowboys by ten. Yeah. Cowboys by Tw- ten. I'm, I'm saying twelve. Okay. Plus. There you go. Cowboys by twelve into Valentine Holmes and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanai anytime try scorers. Little tasty three legger there for you if you're if you're interested from Kempi. Um, we'll take a quick news break. When we come back, uh, we will go through Panthers v Rabbitohs, which really is um, the contest probably of the year, um, given that it's a grand final rematch. So we will talk about that after the news. What is going on, Kempi? No, it's post-game. 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 All right. This isn't Moscow. This is like um, it's like Greece or something, isn't this it? This is a girly house. Okay. Mykonos. Isn't it? <laughs> I was thinking, um, what's the what's the Greece? Uh, Santorini. Santorini. On the rooftop of Santorini. You been to Santorini, Kempi? No, I haven't been to Santorini. I've been, oh. down, there. I've been down in the uh, Greek islands, but not Santorini. Okay. Is it the Greek islands? You're talking yeah, about? yeah. Oh, it is. is it around the Greek islands, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We're um I've been down I, the co- I've been down the coast quite a bit because you used to when you play in England you couldn't come home you and when I was playing in the winter because you'd play winter winter seasons yeah yeah you go winter here and straight in winter over in the UK and then to get some summer you'd have to travel down the coast you go to places like Lanzarote Tenerife all those uh, all those nice warm joints um, down there yeah this music was pumping back then um, speaking of being around the world in Kiwis. Um, this weekend, I think it's this weekend, isn't it? We've got the um, the Super League final up north. We've got the um, St. Helens, the Saints, plenty of Kiwis involved in that. I think um, Connie Harrell. the Rhinos. Yeah, correct, Leeds Rhinos. So I think Connie Harrell um, it plays for St. Helens. Helens. Did, uh, did Ignatius play for Leeds. Ignatius Parsi. Yeah. Ignatius Parsi. Um, Zane Tetefano. Yes. Um, mate, what about his career? Mm. Goes goes around and gets a grand final with Sydney City, heads over to Leeds, got a grand final in Super League. And is it um in Christian Wolf, isn't it, with St Helens? Christian Wolf, yeah. yeah. And he's uh, apparently signed to go to the Dolphins takeover from from uh, the great Wayne Bennett. So Christian Wolf, he's heading for I think a hat trick of uh no, four grand finals. Wow. Four grand Incredible. finals in a row. And then I saw as well, um, Redcliffe. Are they in the um New it's South Wales? Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. And so we've got a couple of um, Warriors boys in there as That's well, right. don't we? About seven players in there. Yeah. So look at that. Yeah, well, Redcliffe, mate, they're on the they're on the rise. They yeah. jump into the NRL next year, and and that's going to be interesting to talk about, Sammy, when we come back on running it straight next year. Um, is about whether or not the Redcliffe Dolphins can show up week in week out. Compete. Yeah. Well, I think, um, and and this is something yeah that I'll that I'll look a lot closer at um, closer to twenty twenty three. But I just think they're a, to me they're a side that yeah. It, have the potential in five years. It's the, the, you're not going to get it straight away, just with already the signings that they've got. But but these young players that are coming through, clearly, um, I just I think they're yeah, four or five years away. But 
once that hits, I think then they're a very dangerous club because lots of money, don't they, Redcliffe? Tons of money. Well, they, and a big catchment area. Oh, of course, you know, and that's you know going into other clubs and raiding their ranks and their junior ranks and stuff like that. Not, look, being involved in a startup club with Newcastle, um, and of course with the Queensland Crushers when I went back and played for them too in the Super League ARL wars, and it's not it's not easy. You know, we're, we're, the great thing about Newcastle back in the, them early days is we just had a bunch of blokes that were tough and wanted to to go out there and and really make people pay for coming up to Newcastle. You know, 30,000 people every home game. Uh, it was really enjoyable to go out there and play football up there. And, and that's what that club's been built on, is, you know, playing alongside players that, that you really, you know, could trust and want to play with. So um, Redcliffe will build their own their own strategy around how they how they do that. I think they've got probably a little bit more depth to pick from than, than we did at Newcastle at the time, because I've got the Queensland Cup. Yeah. So they'll get they'll get players. Uh, the, their biggest problem is depth of quality. That's all. Yeah. They, they pick up injuries, mate. Well, I, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So I think they're a couple of years away. Um, look, if you want to call 0800 we'll take you any time. And a good friend of the show, Zade's called in. Zade, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, hi, Kenzie. Hey, Zade, how you going, brother? Yeah, not too bad. Um, there is the news I've been, I just heard not too long ago. Alex Johnson could be up for the Rabbitohs. If he's out, they're definitely done. That's 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 Rabbitohs gone. You think so? Just just the man yeah, out on the so. wing. You think he's that big a piece? I reckon he's pretty big. Because um, haven't they already had some play, another player ruled out as well? Um, well, Jai Arrow has been named, um, despite yeah. he obviously didn't finish the game against yes, the Sharks. Um, so we're sort of TBC on that. I think we'll be TBC on everyone until um, until yeah. game night, say. But, uh, but I, if Johnson's out, I think it's going to be Josh Mansour. I think they've pulled him back in, and uh, yeah, he, he hasn't is. played since round eight. No, he's so. on the he's on the extended bench side, and and that's the problem that you've got when you're pump, coming through these preliminary finals. As you're limping in, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. so so let's let's park. Let's just say Johnson's playing for argument's sake. Zaid, who are you picking of the, out of the two games? Well, I'd still pick Panthers. They've been the last two last two years in a row grand final. So you've got to pick the Panthers, really. You know, with Clary, Lulawai, Crichton, Taylor May, Dylan Edwards. The team's just too stacked for me. And yeah, I think the Cowboys does. You know, they do play in effect. They've had the week off. They're playing in their own conditions, and they've got a great team as well. You know. Um, one of my favourite players in the Cowboys would have to be Jeremiah Nanai. Um, he's a great second rower. I'm um, also a big fan of um, Valentine Holmes in the centres, uh, Dearden, uh, Drinkwater. So, yeah, quite quite a big fan of the Cowboys. I don't support them. I'm obviously a Warriors fan. But good man. What are minor Cowboys getting through? Because I do like Queensland and the state of origin. So it would be good to see a Queensland and a Sydney team there. There you go. Yeah. In the final. So, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Awesome stuff, Sade. Hey, appreciate your call, my friend. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. There you go. Um, give us a call, 800 Let us know your thoughts on this weekend's final. Um, right, let's crack into Panthers Rabbitohs, Kempe. Um, so we mentioned before that Cleary uh, has rested. <laughs> I, I go, Mark, Mark texts every morning on breakfast. You know, he goes, Sammy, the para fans won't call in. They'll be rap Kempe's pick the Cowboys. Are you a jinxer, are you? <laughs> Mate, I've kept Selson because every week I pick the other team and Selson keep winning. <laughs> Fantastic. So maybe you are a para, para fan at heart and you're just... Uh, Leading us oh, all. Of course, the I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the fence. So Panthers Rabbitohs, like this is yeah, this is game of the season stuff, Kempe. Um, it's sort of a shame they're not going to meet in the grand final again, but um, it really is. I've got all the makings of an absolute cracker. Nine fifty from a core stadium, which is interesting because that's the Rabbits' home theoretically. 
Um, I don't think that's going to bother the Panthers at all, but it's it's at Accor Stadium. Um, and I mentioned that Ivan's rested 13 of his players. Uh, he rested 13 players in that final game of the season, so they've only played one game in four weeks, a lot of that Penrith team. So you could argue they're coming in fresh, but are they coming in without a little bit of momentum that you sort of need in finals football? I don't know. I remember back in... When we when we first made a run to the finals in in ninety one in in Newcastle, you know we we were going really well, and the coach did an exercise and he put all the names up on the board, so he put one to thirteen, uh, one to seventeen, um, back in those days on the board, and he just went across and he said, oh, you know, Kemper, you're up against Gary Jack, and you know we'll, we'll cancel that one out, and you know you're up against so and so, Paul Harrigan, you're up against, so and we'll cancel that out, and it came down, it was like a about two or three players that he positioned and said, right, now you need to get him. Mm. You know what I mean? And he really put it on these players. And it was a really good motivational point because, one, he gave guys that were up against each other saying, yep, you got him, Yeah, all right? And yep. he gave them the confidence to do that. And the other blokes he that he knew was going to be a real battle and we were going to win the game, he said, but you need to play better. Mm. So I think this is where it comes down to using that simple analogy between Penrith and South. And if you look at it, across the board, they cancel them out. Yeah. Except in these positions, which is 7, 9, 1 and 13, which just so happens to be the spine. Yeah. And the difference here is Ilias has to step up and he has to cancel out Cleary. He has to have a bigger game or as good a game than Cleary because I think – if Mitchell doesn't do that with Edwards, then Edwards, he, Ivan's talking to Edwards, saying you've got to get Mitchell, mm. and Yao and Murray are the same. You know that Murray can chop up in the middle, you know, like you pointed out with with um, Dale on the weekend for Cronulla. He just couldn't get him, and you know how, how often does he miss that miss that tackle? But the key one is starting Curacao off the bench. Does Ivan start him off the bench this weekend? Because I think if he does, that could backfire. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, so Damien Cook could really go on the back of – because he's really enjoying um, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. Well, I've noticed that Damien Cook isn't running as much as – like he obviously does those little darts out of dummy half, but not as much, I think, because he knows that there is a bit of a target on him. He he He's confident to let Cody Walker and Latrell do a lot of that running work and he's just that guy that hangs around the ruck he gets those little offloads and he does those little quick darts when he gets just a, he seems like a slightly different player maybe after origin i don't know it just seems like he doesn't the yeah. old da- the old damien cook right would i would say four out of five times pass it from dummy half run it run it on the fifth time he just doesn't pick it up and, ru- and attack the line as much because i think he wants to use cody and latrell a little bit more yeah look i said i think per- um, penrith plays such an up-tempo game that the middle gets tired and there is space around that middle of the ruck mm. And I think if Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell do what they're doing and spread what they do when they go out to the um, the B and C defenders and they spread that defensive line as they pull the ruck apart, and it's the tackle after that that walk, uh, that Cook could get him. Yeah, you know. So if Curacao's exactly the same, if they do if they do that to to Penrith, do that to uh, South Sydney, and they get tired, may he'll do exactly the same. But you can't do that from coming off the bench. Mm. So Ivan's played his card a little bit early. Uh, and I remember, well, I watched last week, Curacao talking on the Matty John show about, you know, this this 
starting off the bench, you know, is it working for you? And he goes, well, it worked for us. You know, on, you know he didn't say, well, I wasn't expecting it, yeah. but it worked for us in, in the last game. You're right, four games, you know, they're going into um, a little bit underdone from fitness. It could be too late bringing him on. Mm. You know what I mean? They could jump out. And that's what I'm saying about the attack. Like if, if South Sydney jump out of the gates, for instance, and put some points on, and Curacao comes off and he has to play a different game and try and, you know, definitely get out of the dummy half, it could, it could throw a spanner in the works. Yeah, so the Panthers side, obviously they're without Taylor May, who had that um, that ban after the high tackle on Will Penasini. Um, so Charlie Staines comes into the side. Um, Spencer Lenu also free to play after just copping a fine rather than uh, a suspension. Uppy Coruscant, we said his name's been start at hooker, but we've got Mitch Kenny. They sometimes swap around on game day. Um, for the Rabbits, and this is the one I want to get on to, um, Jai Arrow, big question mark over him, his groin he injured during the game against the Sharks, and no Alex Johnson He's been named, but heavily in doubt. Are you with Zaid? If Alex Johnson doesn't play, is that a massive loss for the Rabbits? Or? No, no, not at all, not at all. I think Alex Johnson's got some speed. I, I don't think that's where the game's won. The game's won around this, the spine, around Cook, around um, Cody Walker, and around Latrell Mitchell, if they're going to do anything. Because you're just finishing on the outside there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've, got, you've got Tane Milne. Like, Tane Milne was playing for the Warriors a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, And now he's playing in a, in a major semi-final to go to a grand final. Like... If you said that two years ago and say, mate, you're going to go and play on the wing for South and go to a grand final, and he's playing good football. He's they're filling a spot on the wing. Yes, it's 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 Alex Johnson, and he scores plenty of tries, but he's scoring plenty of tries because of Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And he's a great finisher, don't get me wrong, but I, I think that they still get the job done. But Josh Mansell, he hasn't played since round eight, so it's going to be very interesting to see um, how they play that one. Um, why don't we take a short break? Because there's a few more points I want to touch on here quickly with you, Kimby. It is the game of the round, game of the year. Um, so we'll take a short break. And uh, we've also, I think, got Mark on the line, who we might talk to as well. We'll be back after this. 150-811. This is Running It Straight on SCNZ. Yeah, we are talking semi-finals. We're talking Panthers v Rabbitohs. I think we've got Mark on the line from Christchurch, who I'm told is a big Bunnies fan, Mark. Yeah, mate. How you going, Sam? Yeah, well. Hey, Mark. How are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> You're, fine. You're finally yeah. coming in declaring it, eh? You want me to declare it there? Oh, no, mate. I know you won't. You, you jump, <laughs> you'll jump on a favourite and jinx them, hopefully. <laughs> hey, um... <laughs> wait, just... Like South, are re- I, I think they're re- even though they're my team, I think they're really going to struggle. Away, eh? um, okay. You know, uh, I, I think it's going to be around one around the middle of the track, eh? Like um, the the um, Panthers hooker in that, eh? Like he's just a little blinking deviate, eh? He just waits and waits and waits, and just the slightest wee gap, he's gone, man. Um, yeah, uh, kick out on the bench. Is that right, Kimby? Did you say Kimby um, kick ours off the bench? No, I think, oh, Cor- no, I think no, he's no, talking no. about Coruscant yeah. potentially coming off the bench. Up, but, yeah. up, up Coruscant came off the bench in the last game. They started uh, with Mitch Kenny at number nine. I th- yeah. you know, he's a good player, Mitch Kenny, but he's not up at Coruscant coming off the bench, but it, it sort of works oh, for him. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. Um, but the the big fella with the funny-looking hair out wide, you know, do, do you remember when um, Easts played... Played the Panthers and uh, that Suwali put that massive hit on uh, kick, kick on kick out. Yeah, remember that he yeah. was gone for the rest of the game. Didn't want nothing to know about it, mate. That's why I really hope Joy Arrow's playing because mm, he's yeah. he's just just the player to to do that. And and you know, like uh, some boys just go missing after a big hit, eh? 
Oh, I think Johnson will play. Johnson with a hip flexor, man, that's that's a real hard injury to get right in, you know, a few days. He'll be looking at the grand final if they make it, I think. Yeah, Mark, and that's always the problem, you know, at this time of the year, that you've got players limping into finals, you know, carrying injuries um, while the other other team are resting. Mate, so so what, you, yeah. you reckon Penrith have got them? Hate to say it, mate. I really, really hate to say it. But my best, one of my best mates is uh, Penrith. So this time of the year, we just don't get on, eh? Um, <laughs> mate, it's a great, if, if it's a, it's a great matchup, isn't it? It's turned into a really good rivalry. Oh, just two teams that are that are just on the top of their game over the last two seasons. So it's it's going to be the game of the yeah. year. Can't wait. You know, like Elias, Elias, the wee half. He'll have to play his best game of NRL on on was it Friday night. Saturday night, Saturday night, Saturday night, night, Saturday night, yep. night. He'll have to play the best game he's ever played, just to match. Um, uh, what's his handle? The, Nathan Cleary. Yeah, yeah, just to match him. But he's getting better. Every game he's getting better. You know, like we're we're going to miss uh, Savila Havili and Tom Burgess. You know, they're they're players that actually. Oh. Impact I've got to cut you off there, Mark. We're about to run into an air break, my friend, unfortunately. But great to hear your thoughts. And uh, I hope you're still confident, mate, as a Rabbits fan. I hope you're still confident. We'll be back after this. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.